Welcome to Mother Hustler Podcast, a podcast for busy moms who are trying to find their identities outside of motherhood. I'm your host, Dej Chanel. Let's laugh, learn, and grow together. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Today on the podcast, I have Barbie Wharton, and I will get into her and just all of her awesomeness in just a minute. But before I get into that, I want to read a review from Apple Podcasts. I have, for probably about the past three or four episodes now, been reading a review from Apple Podcasts or my Instagram DMs. So if you are loving the podcast, please, 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 uh, it helps me out more than anything if you can leave a review or just shoot me a message so that I know that you're loving it. Uh, Let me know which episodes specifically you're loving. Uh, that is just the number one thing that helps me out so much. So thank you so much if you've already done that. But today's review comes from Smooth3 um, over on Apple Podcasts, and it says, love this podcast. This is exactly what I needed. This podcast is so relatable and entertaining. Can't wait for more. And thank you so much for leaving that review. I seriously cannot like talk about those reviews enough. I just love reading them. I love reading your guys' messages. So Thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping them coming all the time. So as I was saying at the beginning, today I have Barbie Wharton with me today. Barbie and I connected over on Instagram, and she is a dance event entrepreneur. So she has her own dance event company, which is so cool. Uh, you guys are going to get to learn all about that and what she does. And she's also a Bell's Palsy survivor, and we talk a lot about that in the episode today. And she's just so wise. She's just one of those people that is just full of wisdom, and we talk a lot about that in the episode today. So I, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. So hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Barbie Wharton, who I actually connected with over on Instagram. I feel like that's where all of us connect these days. But uh, she reached out and she wanted to share her story with us and I'm so excited to hear it too. So I'm going to just go ahead and let you take over, let you tell us a little bit about you. So, so I can get to know you better and everybody listening as well. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me on your um, podcast. I'm getting very excited to do these kinds of talks because I quite find myself, um, when I'm on videos, just kind of rambling. So I just love that, um, I can share my story um, in this way and kind of have it guided for your listeners as well. So that makes me really excited. Um, yeah, so, you know, my name is Barbie and uh, my real name's Barbara. Quite often people ask me, is that your real name? Well, yes, it is sort of. <laughs> but it, um, I've been going by it more by Barbie because it suits me a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so that's usually the first question people ask me. Um, yeah, so I'm a mom. And I've been reaching out to more to mom groups just because I think it's a fabulous community. Um, You know, we all realize it's a village and you can't do it on your own. We tend to just kind of uh, push it to, oh, you can't raise kids on your own. But um, in my opinion, it's more we can't do it on our own. Um, We tend to be all the things to all the people and leave ourselves last, Um, you know, until you get to a point where you crack and learn that the hard way. So just kind of trying to be supportive of that community. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I do own an event management company with my mom and my sister, and we run dance competitions. So I've been doing that since my kids were young. So running a business and doing the mom thing, of course, is not easy. So that's where I'm really excited to to talk, speak a lot about self-care. And that's what I think is really important right now for entrepreneurs and moms and just people in general so yeah so uh how old are your kids and how many do you have and 
I have two boys um, who are 13 and 11. And so two teenage boys. I'm 39. I had kids when I was 25. Um, so a little bit young, but not really. And I'm very, very glad that I did it at that age because um, I am now able to kind of focus on myself and focus on being the person that I'm meant to be and can also support people through what they're going through through that age. I ran my business while my kids were babies and it was a mess and, <laughs> you know, like trying to manage everything and um, a relationship and the kids and work and, you know, being all the things. And so I just do like to speak to mom specifically about how you don't need to be all the all the people to all the things all the time and it's important to stay true to yourself so yeah totally and I'm just like totally getting to know you myself here too um you're in Canada right um that's correct so Vancouver um Vancouver BC um where the Olympics were a few years ago uh it's beautiful here awesome yeah so most of my listeners are uh in Arizona where I am in the U.S. so it's just beautiful. Yeah, it always is, like, it. it's so interesting to me, like, talking to people from from other places. I mean, I know Canada's right there, but it's, I'm sure, I, I used to live in Wisconsin, actually, and uh, so we were right right next to the border, but I never had my passport, so we never got to go, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you just get so busy, too, right, so. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I think, like, through stalking you on Instagram, because don't we all do that, and just, like, uh, <laughs> just looking through your feed and just kind of seeing, you know, what all you're about and stuff, I think something that stood out to me was your Bell's Palsy experience. So um, let's go ahead and talk about that and just talk about how that unfolded and how it's affected you. Maybe talk about, obviously, like, what it is, because I think a lot of people probably won't even know what it is. So. Yeah. Um, so it was in 2015. So, um, my kids were, let's try to do the math there. Whoopsies. You see that? My picture just fell in my head. Um, my kids were about nine and seven, I want to say. Um, and so what Bell's palsy is, it's a virus and, um, it's related to shingles and chicken pox. There's not a lot of, um, research done on it, but basically what it does is it attacks, um, you have a, two main nerves, one kind of behind each ear. And the nerves kind of um, form a perfect spider web on each side of your face, an exact mirror. And so it attacks one um, side and it paralyzes all the nerves in your face. And it's sudden onset. So that means that, um, you know, you can't really feel it coming on. Now looking back, I would have felt that I was having some symptoms, but it basically is just that you're sick or feeling run down, which, you know, welcome to life. And um, yeah, so you know, you wake up in the morning and some people think it's a stroke um, just because you're paralyzed. I didn't really realize what it was. I mean, we had the kids, it was a random school morning, you know, you're doing the things, doing the life, getting the lunches, you know, yelling to get shoes on. And mm-hmm. and I called my husband at the time and I just, there's something wrong with my face. I think it has, I have sinus infection or it just feels puffy because the sound side of my face, the face that was fine, um, felt puffy so I was like oh you know oh whatever and he's like go to the doctor I'm like I don't time called my doctor okay they can't fit me in for three days I go to a clinic and um the doctor starts asking me all these weird questions and he's like are you pregnant and I'm like whoa oh not you know <laughs> that kind of scare like well I don't think so <laughs> um, they're really 
is no possible way because, you know, it'd been, my husband had been zipped and I was on birth control because I didn't want to get pregnant again. So he made me take a test like three times and I'm thinking, this is weird. Like, it's just a sinus infection for crying out loud, right? So he did, you know, ask me a bunch of questions and he's like, okay, you need to call your doctor. And I said, well, I already did. And he goes, you need to call your doctor again and tell them you have Bell's palsy. And I was like, oh my God, never heard about it. So call my doctor. They're like, get in here right now. So that's never a good thing <laughs> when your doctor tells you to get in right now. So I went in and yeah, they, so they put me on antiviral meds, also um, prednisone, um, which is a, um, a drug usually used by cancer patients to reduce inflammation and any serious things like that. And it was awful. So I hid in bed for about two weeks. Um, first question people usually ask me is, oh my God, were you shocked? And I've done a lot of self-reflection on it and I wasn't shocked at all. I was scared and unsure and I did a lot of reading. Um, and I'd done some spiritual coaching for about two years before that, just going through some tough times in my life as we do when we have young kids. And, you know, I read Louise Hay and it just basically was that your voice is feeling, you're, you're, you're not using your voice because, you know, straight up your mouth is paralyzed. It literally gets paralyzed. So, you know, I wasn't being heard. I wasn't, you know, feeling heard in a lot of areas of my life. And so I just was like, okay, I guess I just need to feel heard. So let's figure that out. So I started, that's when I started my blog was 2015. Kind of let it go. I wasn't feeling brave enough. And now I have a friend who's helping me. She does my social media, not because I don't want to do it. She helps me because I don't want to be a scaredy cat anymore. So she's, you know, she's like, reach out to these podcasts. These are great. Like the mom communities. And I am loving every minute of it. And I feel brave and um, excited because I encourage my listeners to be listeners and, you know, readers to be brave and get out there and be yourself. So I'm like, well, I guess I better get brave and do it myself. So, <laughs> so that's basically what it is. And yeah, the Bell's palsy was very scary. I realized at that time it's, I mean, it is the virus. So it comes to you when you're worn down and it's rare-ish, um, very common in the first trimester of pregnancy or the last one. So there's a lot of, oh my gosh, like I can't even imagine. I see on my feeds, you know, brand new moms and now they're dealing with this and it's like, wow, it's just, you know, so brave that they have to go through this. So I just want to kind of speak out about that because self-care is the most important thing. And if we don't learn what it is and it's not going for a mani-pedi, you know, it's really tuning into what you need. And quite often, especially for moms, like we don't even know because nobody, you know, we don't even take the time to sit down with our partner or best friend and be like, I don't even know what I need. So how can you reach out and ask your village or your friends or your mom or anything if you literally don't even know what you need? And that's what was happening, you know, for me. I was doing all the things and having the, you know, the perfect kids and the perfect house and giving perfect parties and, and being the hostess and doing the thing and running a business. And you're like, you don't have time to really have time for yourself. And then it blows up in your face, literally. So um, it's one of those things that it isn't something that we can put off because the universe will literally do it for you if you don't, if you don't listen. Um, so yeah, so that's the story about the Bell's palsy. So it's been about, it'll, you know, five years now mm -hmm. and it's about 85% um, returned. My face is not completely symmetrical now, even when I talk. 
and I have trouble still. I have trouble watching videos that I make of myself. I have trouble being kind of okay with that. It doesn't prevent me from going out and about in life and nothing like that. Um, people who didn't know me before say they don't notice. Um, people who did know me before will notice. But, you know, if I'm really tired or I've had wine or or things you'll be able to notice. So that's kind of that's a kind of a challenge that I'm kind of going through and healing from that. So so yeah, that's the story. That's the story on that. And um, you know, I really just like to share it because there's not a lot of communities on it because it's not super common and there's not a lot of research done on it because it isn't life threatening and it's not cancer or things like that. So, you know, I can kind of understand that that they the resources are being kind of spent in different areas. So that makes sense. That's kind of the story there. That's the story with that one. Yeah. Um, and I actually, my grandpa got Bell's palsy. It's probably been, I would say, probably about five years ago, too. And uh, it's just, you know, like you say, it's not something that is going to kill you. But it's yeah. totally something that is you have to work through mentally. And... Uh, just like you said, whenever I went, whenever I was looking at your pictures and your videos and stuff on Instagram, I, I was like, no, I, you, you totally can't tell at all that she had it. I mean, you know, from me, from me looking at you, like you said, maybe the people that knew you before can tell. And I could totally relate to that with my grandpa. He, you know, I can tell that he had it because there are parts of his face that, you know, aren't symmetrical, but other people would never be able to tell that because they didn't know him, you know, forever. So I think it's definitely something that you just have to, like you said, just work through emotionally. And it's, it's never fun when it's your appearance, you know, yeah. especially as a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I do agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it is a big lesson on just accepting what we have to work with as well um you know in all, all our groups like for women right it's just like you have what you work for like I am never going to have beautiful dark brunette hair it's not a thing um so it's like it's the same thing right we you know we have what we have to work with and it definitely could be a lot worse a lot some people it doesn't come back at all and yeah. you know for me it's you know my joke I mean it is a joke but it's like I always said I'm like well at least I didn't start out ugly so, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but, you know, so it's like, I, at least I have that to work with, but anyways, like super funny. So my partner, he laughs at that, but, um, <laughs> anyways, so just trying to look at it positive, but yeah, we have what we have to work with and, um, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. I've only ever known men that have had it. I've never known of a woman that's had it like personally to me. I mean, it, it has to be pretty common because I know of two people my grandpa had it and then one of my husband's co-workers last year actually he he was uh I think he's I want to say he's like around 28 and he just you know woke up one morning like you had it and uh at the time my boss and he he messaged he messaged his boss and was my which is my father-in-law and was like hey can you just let everybody know at work that my face isn't going to look the same for a while and he, he just didn't want people asking him questions all day, every day. Like, hey, what happened to your face? Because people will. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's just he I, every luckily, normally it, it goes back, you know, fairly quickly. 
to other people. I'm sure to you, it seems like it just took forever, but, um, but yeah, thank you so much for sharing your journey with that. And I mean, I, I definitely totally think that people will be able to relate to that because like I said, just me, I mean, I'm 26 years old and I know of two people already that have had it. So, uh, more common, I think, than we, than we realize probably. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. And like you said, so the middle age kind of like, like I had it and like you're saying your, your, um, husband's coworker had it like interesting because it just, to me is we're all exposed to the same viruses and all the same stuff. And it's just interesting to me that some people get it and some people don't. And that's why I looked into it so much. So when I do talk to people about it, I challenge them to kind of do the, do the kind of inward looking and, and think about, okay, well maybe there is something in my life that I'm not paying attention to. And, uh, I did, and I'm working on that, you know, a lot being truer to myself, um, doing the hard thing and saying no. And Hey, sorry, I can't, can't do that. Can't do it today. You know, yeah. you know, kids and kids and partners and everything and setting those boundaries. So that yeah, sucks. Learn to say no, <laughs> honestly, and it's easier said than done, of course, especially yeah. as women, you know, we want to be everything to everyone and forget ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to have a, a tribe that's going to remind you of that, you know? So, yeah, totally. So, uh, let's go ahead and kind of shift gears here and talk about your business. Cause I, I mean, I don't know much about it and I'm super intrigued. It sounds like you're just really busy with that. <laughs> so go ahead and tell us a little bit about, about your business and just that side of your life too. Yeah. So now that my kids are a little bit older, right, they're more independent and, um, you know, with their dad half the time and, you know, and it's great. So I kind of decided, I said, oh, you know, you know, what am I doing with myself basically? So, you know, my mom, my sister and I work together and we're just kind of ramping up and I want to, you know, do more because, um, it just makes me really excited. So I danced my whole life, um, jazz, tap, ballet, that kind of thing. Um, when I was about 20, my mom, who also ran our dance studio, she wasn't a dancer, but she ran the business side of it. You know, there was dance competitions out there, nothing like it is now. And, and, you know, there was things she liked about certain dance competitions, certain things she didn't. So she thought, oh, you know, I'm going to start my own. And my mom's very entrepreneurial and I've learned a lot from her. So she started her own dance competition. And the first one, um, Peak Invitational Dance Competition is what it's called. Um, we're, uh, we have nine events for Peak, five more events across um, four other brands that we do on, in Western Canada. BC, Alberta, and Saskatchewan. And so now we've, you know, we've, we've built up to that and it's great. Her first event was two days and now we run for two, two and a half months straight and run dance competitions. So it's not a dance studio. The dance studios come to the event. So we run the events. Um, We have between 20 and 30,000 dancers in a season that come across the stage and it's really exciting and fun to put these events together for kids and um, create a brand or, our tagline is you belong here for a lot of my life. I didn't feel like I really belonged anywhere, you know, as, as most, you know, I think girls do going through high school and, Oh my gosh, what a nightmare. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, talking about our brand and stuff, you know, we were like, Oh, you know, we want to have somewhere where everyone feels like they belong and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, let's just say you belong here. (laughs) So, so that's very important to us. And we try our hardest to make sure that, um, our dancers feel welcome there and, you know, we talk and joke around with them and, and that's really important because oh, these kinds of activities, one that, yeah. 
My son is. Hello. Okay, <laughs> you're supposed to be taking a nap. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, he's doing all the things, right? No, for sure. Uh, sorry, mom. You planned for me to have a nap, but good luck, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, I, call it, I call it the Mother Hustler podcast for a reason. <laughs> love, love. As soon as I saw the title, I was like, that is genius. Because it totally is right. We're always hustling, right? Hustling somewhere. Yes. Uh, so, yes, our dance competitions, yeah, we have those. It's um, really fun. I get to talk on stage, which I love. And, yeah, so we just strive to do that. So we run um, for three months straight, meaning, like, literally three months straight. And then um, that's the dance competition season for March, April, May. And then for the rest of the year, we prep for events for the next the next year. So it's exciting, and I love it. Um and we're growing and yeah, I love talking about that, but running all the things and keeping it all together and striving for the balance that does not exist um, is, is the tough part, right? Like trying to just do what you can in the areas of doing it without forgetting yourself. So yeah, that's what I've been working on with this business that I love, you know, and my kids that I love and my you know, partner that I love and you're just like, where are you gonna put all this, right? So. Yeah, totally. Um, and just kind of like going into motherhood. Uh, I mean, obviously I feel like all of us struggle with different things, but is there anything like in particular that kind of has, I don't know, made it made motherhood harder for you or, um, I don't know, just anything you wanted to talk about there when, just when it comes to being a mom. I just feel like what I talk about a lot with moms is give yourself a freaking break. <laughs> I think that we push ourselves. It's it's ridiculous, like how to be per like you got to be the perfect mom and not yell. And you know, at the end of the day, you go to bed and you're just like, oh my god, I was such a failure. You are not a failure. You are surviving, and it's not perfect, and it's not pretty. And there's a lot of yelling, and there's a lot of tears, and there's a lot of stuff. And I just spent a lot of my years, especially when my kids were little, just beating myself up over absolutely everything, like absolutely everything. And now that they're teenagers and you look back, it's just like, I am still doing it, but I'm trying to not where you just, they're humans. It's important for us as moms to teach them how humans need to adapt and take care of the other humans in their life. Um, compromise and treat other people and be able to apologize when you've done something you know offside and figure it out together and if we're perfect all the time and all the problems are solved and yay everybody's happy well the kids aren't learning that I think it's very important um, and I think that if I went back and tried to do it again that's what I would try to tell myself so I try to tell women that where you're not perfect and if our kids saw somebody that was quote unquote perfect, 
they're not going to learn what humans are. They're going to enter a relationship where they expect it to be perfect. It's not. They're going to enter a relationship where they think that they can't yell if they're upset and have an issue and figure it out with their partner, just like we do as moms figure it out with our kids who are small humans, which I think we forget too, is that they are, they're actually people. And it's hard for us to see that. Um, especially if you have a child, which most of us do, if you have more than one, one will tend to be very similar to your personality. And quite often, typically the, the younger one will tend to challenge and teach you and um, push your boundaries and push you to be a better person. And I think that instead of killing ourselves trying to be this perfect mom, getting our kids to do the perfect thing all the time is just to give ourselves a break and try again. And that does not mean that you're a failure. It means that you're you're good enough to try again in the morning. And I think that that's the most important thing I like to say to people moms and people in general is you're not a failure because you're still here and you're still um, good enough to try again. So I think that that's pretty um, amazing that we're running a marathon. Uh, it's not a sprint. So. Yeah, I think it's really, really easy as moms, especially just nowadays to like strive for perfection. And I mean, I don't even know what perfection would look like as mom. Think, like, what is the, even the goal of this perfection that we're going for? Like, you know? <laughs> so, uh, totally. You know, and it, and uh, so I think we just need to stop. That's the only answer, right? To stop. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, accept yourself wherever you are in whatever moment you're in and just all, I mean, all that I, I tell myself all the time, like, all you can do is just your best like whatever your best looks like on any given day that is enough yeah so or a minute or a minute or a second and and you know you can choose to try again and that's the same thing with your kids they will see you trying again and that in, that teaches them the same thing that they don't need to be perfect and that they can try again and try their best for people that they love and that's all that matters is that they can see you trying for them yeah um, that's that's important and that's an important lesson for us to teach our kids, I, I feel. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love hearing that. I mean, I have a job. I only have a two-year-old right now. That's my only, my only one right now. Uh, and I feel like it, it's just, I've talked to my mom a lot about it. And she always tells me that the toddler years are just, they're just the, the hardest. They're, you never get a break. You're always frustrated about something. And yeah, yeah you're always feeling like you're failing at something because you're just trying to, I mean, I'm still trying to learn how to even be a, a good a quote on, you know, quote. Yeah, it's um, all learning. Yeah, for sure. There's yeah. No, well, right. Like we didn't know what we signed up for. You signed up. We're like, Oh, baby's going to be so cute. I'm going to push my stroller through the mall and have my Starbucks and my little lemon pants. Like hard. No, like that's yeah. going to happen. Right. But totally. We're always learning. And you, then they turn three. And now you got to learn for a three-year-old and a four-year-old and a five-year-old. And now I'm dealing with 11 and 13-year-olds and it's always learning. And so the only constant is being unsure about what the hell you're doing. Just to kind of wrap it off, wrap it up. I feel like you've, uh, you've just offered so much like wisdom. I mean, you're not like a crazy amount older than me, but I just feel like I always, I the, the closer that I get to 30 years old, the more I'm realizing that your 30s are like the, t like the age 
in your 30s is when you really, really start to just realize things. And I'm not quite there yet. And I tell my husband all the time, like, I need to give myself a little bit of grace because I'm still young. But I just, the closer I get to 30, the more I'm just, my eyes are opening up. And I just feel like women in their 30s are so wise. <laughs> and maybe it's just because I'm in my 20s and I'm almost there. But um, I just feel and like. Cool. I love how you're describing that because it is true. And, you know, I'm 39 now. And I finally have gotten to the point in my life where women who are in their 40s talked about and I knew I would get there similar to yourself. It's not like you're saying, oh, you're any different. Is literally stop caring. I have, I don't know how I've done it. I was pushed to, I've gone through a lot, like a lot of bad stuff in the last couple of years. You cannot care about what you think people think. And I'm telling you for free, they probably don't even think that. They do not care about what your house looks like or how clean your house is. And quite frankly, if someone comes over for a play date after preschool, and your house is a total disaster, I guarantee they're like, oh my God, thank God her house is a disaster too. <laughs> because my house is a disaster and it's not clean. And and so those are the things where when you're now, right now, my partner and I have literally been on the road for almost two weeks working and doing things. Our condo is a disaster. And I'm like, whatever, man. If you, you know, if, if you know, and you, you read about it all the time, you know, if the person is important to you enough, they won't care about their, your house and, they don't, they don't care. You care. So get over it. Um, and you know, stop caring, like, like literally stop caring. Like it it seems like it just has to be a conscious choice because, Oh, that person thinks this about me. A, they probably don't B who cares. They don't know you. (laughs) Best friend doesn't know you. She doesn't know what you've been through because she's not in your heart. So you need to stop caring. Have to. And that was the biggest self-care thing that has happened to me recently and that's where the self-care thing in my opinion is very important and like yourself not forcing yourself to do it because like you said that is not realistic in in the stage you're at right now Mm -hmm. I love your level of awareness where you're just making yourself aware collecting all the pieces from different people then when you get there, you'll know you're ready and you'll be like, oh my God, that's so funny. I talked to Barbie about that or I talked to so-and-so about that. And that's very wise. Um, you know, I do understand where you're coming from, where you're saying, you know, this stage for me is is wise and it is. And I do feel that way. And I think it's cool that you describe it that way. But I feel like your angle is very wise. I think that's really cool. That's something to definitely share more, I think, about from your angle is to not force yourself to be like, you know, oh my God, Des was talking about this and I have to be like this. No, you don't. You don't have to be like anything. No. Just yeah. collect that wisdom and then you're kind of have your toolbox when you get there. I, I love that. I love how you, I said, I'm going to steal that. I might write about that actually. <laughs> so um, that's great. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's been on my mind a lot lately. And I think it's just because I'm starting to realize that I'm, I'm getting closer to my thirties and, uh, I, I just feel like you see it everywhere. One of my favorite podcasts is called Almost 30. And uh, I just relate to it so much. And it's just literally almost all of their episodes are pretty much about just not giving a you. Yeah, I won't say that word on my podcast, but just not caring, <laughs> just not caring about all the little details and just just 
doing, I mean, I've said it a million times now, but just doing your best and just doing whatever you want to do. You know, you don't, it's just funny that you even brought up like uh, the house being a mess because I was sitting here, you know, listening to you talk and thinking like, oh, you know, I have friends coming over tonight for a bachelor party and I need to go clean my house. But you're so right. Like people, all of them are moms and all of them don't really care at all. <laughs> so it's just like, it's good to remind ourselves about that and just remind ourselves that, um, you know, maybe, you know, you clean the toilet and maybe load the, gar the dishwasher. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> but I just don't, you're right. And it's just like, ugh. So what, you're going to be all stressed out and rattled and sweaty and not take time for a shower. And not, so you're not going to be able to sit down and enjoy yourself with your friends. So, you know, I think that'd be a cool thing even to share for your friends. Like that's an accomplishment. That's a win for you today. If you're able to step outside of your comfort zone and do that and share that with your girlfriends, because who cares? Everybody's got a messy bed and kid stuff everywhere. And there's toys. I mean, you have a two year old for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> trying to keep those toys clean for more than two seconds right so yeah it's like toy tornado all the time so okay because that means he's happy and having fun and playing so that's awesome yeah totally totally well um let's kind of wrap this up and just do you have any like additional advice or I mean I feel like you've already offered so much but just kind of laying it open for you right now if you just kind yeah. of want to I think we've covered it and I think that you've hit it on the head I think at the end there we had a a couple little gems that maybe we should talk about again in the future because like I said I love how you're collecting all the little bits and pieces and I love how we've come to a point where it's just like we said you know that's a great title for for our talk today is just do your best and the best is different for everybody yeah you know we're all we are but it, that's the thing like you're, you're it's all so fascinating like you talk to moms across the world it is all exactly the same thing anyways okay well you go and have a fabulous afternoon and thank you so much for for having me on um i look forward to to talking to you again and um i would love to chat with your um listeners as well so my website's barbiewharton.com and we will we'll be in touch um especially on the gram yes for sure i will have all of barbie's information in the description of this podcast so you guys could just click it and just go Stalker, like Love all it. of us do best, yes. <laughs>so much for listening to the mother hustler podcast i just want you to know that if you listen today you made my day if you have a friend a sister a daughter anyone you think would love this episode please share with them i love hearing your thoughts and reviews on each episode also if you want to hang out with me every day be sure you are following me over on instagram at mother hustler podcast i will see you all next time